ears to hear, a heart to perceive, and the will to obey your word that I hear today in Yeshua's name. There is power in proclamation. That's why God tells us to speak, right, uh, out his word. Not just think it, okay? There is a place of meditation. There's also a place of speaking the word of God out and hearing the word of God, right? Over and over, he says hear more than he says read. <laughs> All right, he says hear, O Israel. So today we are, as you know, in the middle of the season between Pesach and Shavuot. It is the time of the counting of the Omer. And it's a time of great anticipation and expectation. And we know in the first century, the believers received the outpouring of the Ruach HaKodesh on the Jewish holiday of Shavuot. And as we count up to Shavuot in anticipation of the Ruach moving in our midst and with an expectation of a great harvest of souls, we turn our thoughts upon the Spirit of God. We wait with the same anticipation that the Talmudim of Yeshua waited. Or at least I hope that's the case. They were expecting an endowment of power through the Ruach Kodesh. For the purpose of reaping a great harvest of souls to fill and expand the kingdom of God on earth. Amen? And it is our prayer that each of us would share in that same anticipation. Friend, look at the world around you. It's not getting any brighter, is it? Okay, but yet we are called to be the light of the world, right? He told, told us not to hide our light under a bushel, right? But to let it shine before men. And so it is a calling to shine forth the goodness of God in the land of the living, it seems that from the time of modernity that the importance and reliance upon the person of the Ruach HaKodesh has been muted and in many cases lost, nowhere to be found among Messiah's community. Hear that. As a result, men and women of God have looked to human intellect and ingenuity to accomplish God's purposes for his kingdom. Now, it's nothing wrong with intellect. God gives us an intellect. Amen? It's great to be able to think. <laughs> Cogent thoughts. But there are certain things, spiritual things, that need to be done by the power of the Ruach, by the power of the Spirit of God. As we can attest, the results of the modern Kehillah are less than impressive. When you consider that what the early Kahal accomplished in approximately a 20-year span, they basically reached out to the entire known world in 20 years. Friends, it's been roughly 2,000 years since then. And what they did in 20 years, the modern Kahal has failed to do in the process has in many ways blended in with the culture around us so that we are all but indistinguishable from the world at large. Hear that. God hasn't called us to blend in. God has called us to be a peculiar people, a holy nation. Okay, in the midst of unholiness, in the midst of uncleanness, God has called us to be a unique people, a people that would stick out because of their service to the Most High God. And friends, that's what we need to do, but we need help to do it. And Yeshua knew that we needed help. So the question that we want to talk about today is, where has the Ruach HaKodesh gone, given on a Jewish feast day, poured out upon the Kehilot, Where is he in the life of the Kahila, and where is he in our lives as believers and followers of Mashiach? 
I suggest that this great inheritance promised by the Messiah himself has been stolen by the one who comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. I say that it's time we take back what has been stolen from us as the people of God. And so today we will look at the promise of the Ruach HaKodesh, the purpose he plays in our lives, who he is, and how we as a Messianic Jewish community should view him. Friend, if you're relying on yourself, on your strength, on your wherewithal, you're relying on the wrong things. So let's get into it. Amen? God is good. So first we have the promise and purpose of the Ruach HaKodesh. Let's start with the words of Messiah and work from there. In Yochanan chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, it says this. This is Yeshua speaking. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, so he may be with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it does not behold him or know him. You know him. Because he abides with you at that time, okay, and he says, goes on to say, and will be in you. You see that? At that time, he abode with the believers. But there was a time coming where he would be in them. Who? The Ruach HaKodesh. Would indwell the believers of the Messiah. This promise did not come out of thin air. It was not new. It wasn't something that Yeshua just made up as an innovative idea, but it comes out of the Tanakh, rooted in the book of Yoel, chapter 2. And that says, in, I'm sorry, chapter 3, it's chapter 2 in the English Bible, chapter 3 in the Hebrew, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 in the Hebrew, and it says, so it will be afterward... I will pour out my Ruach on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Also on on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So we can see from this passage that there is a supernatural component to the pouring out of the Ruach. And it results and an empowerment of believers to do what they could not do without him. And I want to suggest to you that we live our lives often light on the Holy Spirit, and we are frustrated that we can't accomplish spiritual things, because spiritual things need to be accomplished through the Spirit. And thus we need to be infilled, thus we need to be in tune and in step with the Ruach HaKodesh and God's purposes for our lives. This is consistent with what Messiah told his Talmudim. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, he said this to them, he said, But you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judah and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And it is this promise of power that has in modern times been replaced by human intellect and has resulted in an ineffective and lifeless believing community. That's the bad news. (laughs) But the good news is that does not have to stay that way. That we can ask, as Yirmiyahu says, for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it. We can ask for the ancient paths. The first century Jewish believers were filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and shook the world. There wasn't a lot of them. So we always look at the Messianic Jewish community and say, oh, we're so small. You know what they would have given to have a community this large 2,000 years ago? They would have felt empowered, emboldened that, wow, look what God has done. Yet we bemoan that there's only a few, but there is the Ruach HaKodesh 
who, by the way, hovered over the nothingness and created the earth. <laughs> right? So if you ever feel like underpowered, don't. Because the spirit of the living God abides with us. That should excite someone. Because <laughs> so many people, I have to tell you, if I don't hear this once in a week, I hear it a million times, overwhelmed, Rabbi. I'm overwhelmed, Rabbi. I'm overwhelmed, Rabbi. Rabbi, my life, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And I believe that you are. But if you're overwhelmed, you need to be overwhelmed by the Ruach so he could raise up and strengthen and refresh and empower and move and deliver. Amen? Yeah, life is overwhelming without the Ruach, but with the Ruach, okay, we can be overcomers. You see, the purpose for the Ruach in the life of a believer is for spiritual empowerment to bring in the great harvest of souls and to help the believer navigate through life with supernatural wisdom and strength. Friend, if you find yourself, hear me, always struggling, and I'm not talking struggling with the forces of darkness. Like if you tell me, Rabbi, man, I went to preach to a city I went to my Jewish brethren and man, it was a struggle. That's one thing. But when you tell me, Rabbi, I struggle waking up in the morning, that's a different struggle, isn't it? And that struggle, okay, means that you need the empowerment, the, in, the endowment of the Ruach HaKodesh. You need the vibrancy of heaven, okay, living in and through you, through the person of the Ruach HaKodesh. Modern scholars put forth the hypothesis that the Jewish people of the first century believed that the Ruach HaKodesh departed with the last of the prophetic books, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, and that they believed that the Ruach was grieved and extinguished because of the sin of Israel. This view is articulated in the Tosefta, which is a fourth century writing, Okay, but the ideas go way back, okay, centuries back to the first century, New Covenant times. And here's one passage from it. It says, when Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the last of the prophets died, the Holy Spirit ceased in Israel. Nevertheless, the botkol was heard by them. It once happened that the sages entered a house in Jericho and they heard a botkol saying, here is a man, there is a man here who is worthy of the Holy Spirit, but there is no one in his generation righteous. Thereupon they set their eyes upon Hillel, Rabbi Hillel. This suggests that the Ruach HaKodesh was replaced by the botkol. And the botkol literally interpreted means the voice or the daughter of the voice. But what it means in uh, Talmudic literature is the voice from heaven, the bat kol. Therefore, it is the bat kol that informs the sages who are gathered together that Hillel is worthy but cannot receive because the generation is evil. In another passage from there, it says, the context of the Tosefta suggests that when a righteous person comes into the world, Good comes into the world, and retribution departs from the world. So with this in mind, the presence of the righteous in the world brings the presence of good, and then the word that Hillel is worthy of the Ruach HaKodesh should be interpreted to mean that the Ruach HaKodesh, which withdrew with the death of the prophets, has now returned because someone, namely Hillel, is again present and is worthy to justify the return of the Ruach. Well, therefore, the coming of the Ruach at Yeshua's immersion, think about that. So they're saying that the Ruach left, departed with the laugh of the prophets, was missing for hundreds of years. But we have recorded for us in the New Covenant that the Ruach descended like the dove. By the way, 
The symbol of a dove is not a Christian symbol of the Ruach. Okay, it is in the Talmud, the dove is likened to the Spirit of God. Just before you think, oh, that's a weird thing, you know, a dove. But so that Yeshua, that the dove descended upon him on his immersion is significant. That the Ruach Hashem was again coming into the world through what did it need? It needed a righteous one for the Ruach to return. And who is more righteous than the righteous Messiah? That is significant because that same righteous Messiah is the same one that said, you need the Ruach HaKodesh. He operated in the power of the Ruach HaKodesh as he walked this earth, and he said to his Jewish Talmudim, you need also to walk in the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. So, the Ruach HaKodesh was too. Yeshua never expected the Kehilah to advance his kingdom without the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. Let me tell you that. No Ruach HaKodesh equals zero results. The Ruach HaKodesh, right, plus the believer equals the kingdom of God expanding and growing. Friends, look across the believing community. Now, when you go to a service, if we were a large congregation, maybe in our worship service, we'd have, it would look like a concert. The lights would be low. You'd have stage lighting, maybe a little fog machine blowing smoke. And I kid you not, that's becoming the norm. No, not the Shekhinah of of, of Hashem, but a little fog machine to blow smoke. So people, friends, what, what is that? That's man replacing God. Because the truth is, if we worship him in spirit and in truth, Perhaps the Shekhinah will fall. And it won't be produced by a machine. But it'll be the very presence of a holy and living God. But friend, it's so much easier to go into the closet, take out a machine, fill it with some liquid and plug it in, and let the smoke fly. And maybe if we didn't tell you, you might say, Ooh, did you see worship today? There was a mist in the room. And friend... I'm going to just say this. I could care less if people do that. But there is something greater. And that is the genuine, legitimate presence of God. And the Ruach HaKodesh is real and desirous to move in our midst. And we desperately need him to move in and through our lives. We cannot do a life and live a life of faith without him. Well, Rabbi, that's just not my style. Friend, then you wouldn't have made it as a Jew in the first century. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. And it's from that point on that they went and did mighty things. So the Ruach HaKodesh was to, in these last days, play a significant and prophetic role in the life of the kingdom of God. That which Messiah gave his life to bring us. I mean, think about what the Messiah said. He said, it's better that I go. It's better that I die I mean, could you imagine, come on, let's be real, guys, how attached those Talmudim must have been to Yeshua? Can you imagine the love of Yeshua walking with him every day, waking up and following him, seeing, uh, you know, bread being multiplied through your very hands, 
seeing him do astounding miracles and signs and wonders. That Yochanan, the same book says that if all the things that Yeshua did were recorded, the books of all the earth could not contain him. We have little snippets, little windows of what he did, but yet he was a 24-7 living in the power of heaven. It's better that I go so I could send the Ruach. Spurgeon said this, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as ships without the wind, branches without sap, and like coals without fire, we are useless. How close are you to the Ruach? How connected are you? How in tune? Let me ask you a question. When it got quiet in the service today, were you uncomfortable? Did you hear his voice? The Ruach Hashem comes to speak, comes to empower, and that's because the Ruach how Kodesh is a person. Scripture says he has intellect, 1 Corinthians 2. But God revealed these things to us through the Ruach, for the Ruach searches all things. The Ruach searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the things of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the things of God, no one, except the Ruach Elohim. The Ruach searches. He has intellect. He can be grieved. Ephesians 4.30. And do not grieve the Ruach Kodesh of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let me ask you this question. Have you grieved the Ruach? And even a better question. Would you know if you have? Have you grieved the Ruach and would you know if you have? I'll tell you, I've grieved the Ruach. There's been times where I've grieved the Ruach, no doubt. So he can be grieved. He has a will. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, but one in the same Ruach works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. The Spirit does things as he wills. Are you open to the word, to the Spirit of God and to his will? The Ruach speaks, Acts 8.29. Then the Ruach, isn't this interesting? The Ruach said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Right? It doesn't say God spoke to him. What does it say? The Ruach spoke to him. Well, it does say God spoke to him, doesn't it? The Ruach spoke to him and said, go over to this chariot. What is he saying to you? What is the Ruach saying to you? Do you hear the voice of the Ruach speaking to your heart? Do you hear him on a regular basis? Right, We're walking with him. Do we hear him? Are we attuned to him? What is he saying to me? Well, if you were to say to me, Rabbi, he's not saying anything, I would say this, then you need to get in tune with the Ruach HaKodesh. And it's like any relationship is you welcome, right? You have to welcome him. God's a gentleman, right? If you push God away, he'll stay away. If you say, God, I want to be close, if you draw near to him, the scripture says he draws near to us. Same is true with the Ruach HaKodesh. If you push him away, he stays away. If you, if you seek, right, his help, 
He's called the counselor, our helper. The, para, the Greek is paraclete, one who comes by us to help us. Yet this is what we do. We consistently do it on our own. We're going to do it on our own. But God is saying, I, I left. Not so you could do it on your own. I left so I could send the Ruach so he could help you. But what you're telling me consistently is, no thanks, I got it covered. And God is like, what? What are you doing? Dependence upon the Ruach HaKodesh is crucial for success in living a victorious, believing life, which many of you, listen, if you say, Rabbi, I am living the most victorious, believing life ever. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what comes my way. I am just crushing it. I'd say, hey, man, keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. But I can tell you, being around the kingdom of God for a long time, that's usually not the case. But there is a solution. God has given us his ruach to help us. Amen. The Ruach prays. Likewise, the Ruach also helps in our weakness. You feel weak? (laughs) But we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Ruach himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Ruach is because he makes intercession for the Kedeshim according to the will of God. Why you always see it when you pray in the Ruach, you're praying perfectly the will of God. That's an awesome thing because our finite minds don't know perfectly the will of God, but the Spirit does. He prays through the believer. Do you allow the Ruach to pray through you? The Ruach teaches us, but the Helper, the Ruach Kodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you some things. He'll teach you what? All things. And bring to your remembrance all the things that I said to you. So just think, Yeshua walking amongst his Talmudim was great. And if you were one of the privileged 12, awesome. But now the Ruach HaKodesh that he sent could do this for all believers. Everywhere, simultaneously. He could remind the believer of the words of Yeshua, could teach them where they're deficient in areas of spiritual life. Wow. Ruach Hashem. The one that was missing from Israel, but yet came back through the righteous Messiah. Friends, as a Messianic Jewish community, we should be the most open to the Ruach HaKodesh than any other believer on the planet. Why? Because it's part of our spiritual DNA as Jewish people. And here's an important thing as I go to my last point, that we must understand that the Ruach is not just a divine power. The way we think of the Ruach is the power of God. Well, Acts 10.30, it says this, and Follow me carefully. You know how God anointed Yeshua of Nazareth with the Ruach HaKodesh and power. Two separate things. The Ruach HaKodesh and power. Not just the Ruach HaKodesh who had power, but the Ruach HaKodesh and power. He's not just power. He's person. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by Hasatan because God was with him. So if the Ruach is not just the manifest power of God, who is he? The Ruach is God. And it's told to us plainly in the Brit Kaddishah. Here in Acts 5 it says, But Cephas said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Ruach HaKodesh? And keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart 
You have not lied to men, but to God. Parallelism in the scripture. Equating God with the Holy Spirit in this text. Acts 5.9, then Cephas said to her, how is that, his wife, remember when his wife came in later, (laughs) how is that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? God knows all things, doesn't he? And so the Ruach knows. Here's another one, 2 Corinthians 3. It says, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the Ruach Adonai is, there is freedom But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, who is the Spirit. The Ruach Hashem is God. So when Yeshua said, it's better that I go, so I could send the Ruach to you, he didn't send an inferior force to help us. He sent the person of God, the Holy Spirit, to indwell the believer. That instead of him being one as the son, he could live in the entire community of faith. I don't have time to get into it, but just look at Bereshit chapter 18 if you think, wow, that doesn't make sense how God could do that. Well, God's done it, even in the Burj Chavishah, in the old Tanakh, I mean. There's a good book written by Ron Cantor. Who had lunch or who ate with Abraham? And the, and the, the quick answer is, every time it says that Abraham was talking to the person before him, that person was referred to by the tetragram. The Lord, God. And it says at the same time, the Lord from heaven was speaking. So what does that mean? I mean, is God is complex, yet one. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Powerful. That's why we can't really comprehend God. Only to a certain measure can our finite minds wrap ourselves around God. That's why it is by faith that we believe these things. Amen? So just as from the Lord who is the Spirit. So why have I gone through all these scriptures? The Ruach, who is God, lives in us, and through him we have access to the power and presence of the living God. His purpose is to empower us, to help us, and to give us divine wisdom. If all this is true, and it is, then why don't we take advantage of that truth? When was the last time that we leaned upon the comforter, the counselor that Yeshua said would come to help us? When's the last time we did it? I often think this, and, you know, listen, when we get to heaven, we'll, we'll can we play the tape, the DVD? That often as believers, we cry out for God, 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 do something. And yet we ignore God, the Ruach HaKodesh, who he's given to indwell us. Listen, Philip that day on the road was doing his own thing and he heard the Ruach speak to him. And the Ruach said, go to that chariot. And the man's reading a portion of scripture, I want you to go speak to him. And we know how that story ended. Pretty good. Because he was in tune to the Ruach HaKodesh. Friends, it's, a, it's been stolen from us, in my opinion. Even for us who say, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with it, I believe it, but when we, then we go and we live our lives and we ignore him. I think we need to be in tune to him. Amen?
It says in Yochanan, if you read it, it's a great read. First of all, the whole Besorah of Yochanan is a great read. But if you wanted to read chapters 14 through 16 in that, talks about the Ruach HaKodesh extensively. And he says that the Ruach, that we were, right, meant to bear fruit. You and I as believers for the kingdom of God. Well, how do we bear fruit for the kingdom of God? Through the help of the Ruach, right? We talk about the fruits of the Ruach, right? It's the fruit of the Ruach. How do we bear fruit without the Ruach? You can't. Matter of fact, you'll bear fruit, but it'll be fruit of our flesh. And friends, that's why you can walk into any congregation and experience nasty attitudes. What? Hey, friend, I remember this. I remember going to Bible college just enjoying it so immensely. I was so on fire for God. And the whole experience was an awesome experience. I mean, every day going in to study the word of God, being with a community of believers who were sold out to God, worshiping God, being taught the word of God on a daily basis, everything about your life immersed in God, the word, and his kingdom. Awesome. And you're reading the word and you're trying, you're living by the power of the Ruach, living your life according to the word. And when I came, you know, into the ministry and you find out that people are rude at times and nasty, what? It's almost, that didn't just happen. That person just didn't insult me to my face, did they? This, this is the kingdom of God. This is the people of God that are serving God, right? That love God, that are filled with the spirit of God, right? Yet you experience things that you say, gee, that ain't God. That's not right. Why is that? Because not everyone's exuding the fruits of the Ruach HaKodesh. And friend, let me tell you the truth. We have to stay in tune and plugged into him in order to do that. But it's possible. First century believers expanded the kingdom like crazy because they were in tune with the Holy Spirit. They bore the fruit of the, say holy with me, Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, Friends, we've been, for those of you who've been in the kingdom, you've experienced some of those opposite things. And listen, I'm not saying, do, do we all eat? listen, we're all entitled to a bad day every once in a while because we're human. But overwhelmingly, you and I should project the fruits of the Spirit of God. Amen? That doesn't happen if we live... He who abides in me doesn't happen apart from the Ruach. We can't be living it on our own. Our flesh cannot submit. We need help. And Yeshua promised us help. He would send us, he's, that's his name, by the way, the helper. <laughs> he would send us a helper. The helper. To help us. Walk along, but do we lean on him? Do we seek his counsel? Do we say, Ruach Hashem, lead me, help me, guide me, teach me? When you open the word, do you pray and say, Spirit of God, speak to my heart, speak the words of heaven, imprint them on me. Help me get up today, Spirit of God, and live out a lifestyle that Yeshua would gain glory from. 
I'm going to close with this story. I want you to listen. Because we must, if you hear nothing from today, hear this. We must. Every Messianic Jew, I've heard this, every Messianic movement, wherever it is in the world, says, oh, we need to see what, we've, what, they, what happened in the first century. Realize 2,000, 3,000 Jewish people were coming to faith like crazy. And it wasn't through the efforts of men. It was through the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. So we must get in touch with the Ruach. We must avail ourselves to his help and power, and we must be sensitive to his voice. Dr. Paul Brand was speaking to a medical college in India on Matthew chapter 5 and verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And in front of the lectern was an oil lamp with its cotton wick burning from the shallow dish of oil. And as he preached, the lamp ran out of oil. The wick burned dry and the smoke made him cough. And if you you ever use an oil lamp, you know that when it, it just smokes and burns and it's unpleasant. He immediately used the opportunity, and he said, some of us here are like this wick, he said. We're trying to shine for the glory of God, but we stink. That's what happens when we use ourselves as the fuel. That's what happens when we use ourselves as the fuel of our witness rather than the Holy Spirit. Wicks can last indefinitely burning brightly and without irritating smoke, if the fuel or the Holy Spirit is in constant supply. And that's up to us. We call ourselves, we are a spirit-filled messianic community. By the way, is there any other kind? Now, if you read the Bible, you're not going to find a different kind. First century believers were filled and effective and joyful. And listen, here's the true test. Listen, if I handed you a check for a grand, you'd be joyful. And so would I, if you're interested. <laughs> right? You get a temporary joy out of something like that. But the first century believers, Jewish believers, They were joyful while they were being beaten (laughs) and persecuted and imprisoned. They were singing songs unto Hashem because they had the joy of the Lord independent of their circumstances by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. That sounds pretty good to me. That's the standard That's the bar that we should shoot for. Filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, living in victory, bearing fruit for his glory. Amen? It is this constant supply of help that is our inheritance. And don't settle for anything less. Don't settle for second best. It is the person of the Ruach HaKodesh that the enemy has come to persuade us is not necessary. To, to fill us with fog machines and lighting and say, you don't need the Ruach HaKodesh, you don't need the glory of heaven. Yeah, you plug in the fog machine instead. You don't need the Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hashem, just read more of the Word of God. You don't need the Ruach HaKodesh, just replace it Replace them with prayer. And all those things are good, by the way. Prayer's good. The word's good. Absolutely. But we cannot neglect that which Yeshua said to his Talmudim, who knew him better than probably we do. He said, go to Yerushalayim and wait and do nothing until you are endued with power from on high. Don't do a thing. Your first priority, he told them, is not to go and do, not to go and proclaim, 
not to go and heal, but to sit and wait. By the way, this was the time that they were sitting and waiting between Pesach and Shavuot, just like we are doing today. And he said, do nothing, nothing, until you get endued with power from on high. Which should speak to us volumes about the importance of the Ruach HaKodesh in our life. It's not something we could take or leave. Oh, Rabbi, that's not really my cup of tea. I don't really think I need him. Friends, if we're believers in the kingdom of God, we need him. And I want to say this, don't allow his power and presence in person to be stolen away from your life. And don't be convinced otherwise. So we could claim the inheritance for the kingdom and glory of God. We could do it, but here's the truth. We cannot do it on our own. And we cannot do it without him. We often, and rightly so, because the Ruach, by the way, when you're filled with the Ruach, is going to draw your attention to Yeshua. But he's going to draw your attention to Yeshua. Not yourself, not your strength, not your wisdom. Oh, God, I don't know how I'm going to figure this one out. He's going to help you supernaturally. And it's like the believing community can be likened to pushing a boulder up a hill. Gosh, this is so heavy. Oh my goodness, we need more help. Come on, let's push this thing up the hill. We struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle. But when the Spirit of God comes, it's like the boulder rolling downhill. <laughs> All the effort is coming from him, and we're just along for the ride. Let's bow our hearts and take a moment. Let's take a moment and just muse on that word for a second. Hey, maybe you're the most spiritual person on the planet, Baruch Hashem. Awesome. I love it. Stay that way. Don't change. <laughs> but maybe you, something that I said struck a chord and you've not been the most in tune with the Ruach HaKodesh. Perhaps you're living a life just overwhelmed and constantly burdened by just life stuff. Well, friend, I want to tell you that there is a place of victory in God that comes when we do it God's way, and we take the help that God has given in the person of the Ruach HaKodesh. I want you to take a second and we're going to pray. And just talk to God. Say, God, I want to be in tune with your Ruach in my life. Ruach Hashem, I invite you so I could hear your voice, so I could follow your lead, so I could bear fruit for the kingdom of God so that I could live victoriously in a fallen world. God, so I don't have to be, live a life of up and down and down and up, but being blown back and forth by my situation or circumstance, that I could sing like Shaul sang in stocks in the lowest prison, because I have the joy of God through the power of the Ruach that nothing and no one can take from me. That's a good way to live. Our Father, our King, Father, I thank you for your people here, God. God, each one, Father, is precious in your sight. Father, you love each one. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that they would have a fresh and renewed encounter, a fresh and renewed connection and awareness of the Ruach HaKodesh in their life. Abba, that they would search the scriptures and expect to experience everything that they read. 
not by might or by power, but by the Ruach of Adonai. Father, that they each would be in tune and connected to the person of the Ruach HaKodesh so that they would flourish and prosper and live victoriously in this world. And Father, we give you all the glory. We thank you, Yeshua, that you instructed us that it's better that you go so you could send the Ruach upon the Kehilot. Abba, we thank you for your wisdom. Yeshua, we thank you for your suffering and your sacrifice for us. And Yeshua, we vow not to take that lightly, not to squander that great sacrifice that you made so that you could send the Ruach so we could live a victorious life and glorify our Father in heaven. So, Father, we take that seriously. Yeshua, we thank you. And Ruach HaKodesh, we welcome you into our lives afresh and new. Hashem Yeshua. Amen. Stand to our feet. Close with the ironic benediction. We're going to close with the ironic benediction. If my prayer people want to come forward, um, and if someone wants prayer, if you need prayer, if you want prayer for the message, if you want prayer for something else, come forward. We want to pray with you. If not, you are free to go, so stretch forth your hand. <laughs> Isar Adonai Panavilecha Yisim Lecha Shalom May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Father, I pray your peace, your blessing, your favor and grace upon your people. B'Shem Yeshua Mishikenu HaBen Adonai Tzikenu Amen. Jim, if you could turn something on as...